welcome to the latest episode of Dystopian Hot Dog with him, Marvin Dickinson. And him, Sam Ryan. Oh, did I get a northern? Did yeah. I get a northern? Oh, yeah, I hear like smelly bastard. If you it. could run any shop, would you run a, a fucking vaping shop or a chippy? Which would it be? Oh, chippy every time. And I'm bathing the fucking fat. Ah, chippy. I'd be one of those. There was once. There was once, it wasn't a chippy shop at all, it was a bar called No-No's, and it was open till just slowly filtering out of this crazy yeah, episode. You phased out of it well, though, didn't you? No, there was a bar called Gnormel, and suddenly, and back we are in the room, and hello. <laughs> ah, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> No-No's, on Sunday nights, was the only place that stayed open after half ten. How did it smell? Uh, no, No-No's. <laughs> We've got a joke. we got a joke. Um, no nos, and um, we uh, we used to sing uh, no nos, no no no, no 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 at twenty past ten yeah. on a Sunday night when yeah, no, wanted no, more. No, no, no. That's, that chant would build up. Yeah yeah yeah. Their reason, their ability to stay open, their ability to have a license was that they served food. So you paid two pound in. Yeah. And you got given a ticket, and that ticket was your ticket, literally, to burger and chips. They gave you the burger and chips whether you wanted it or not. Brilliant. You had to have the burger and chips. That was the basis of their license. Gotcha. Everyone's got to have burger and chips. So they could then serve you beyond licensing hours. Open till half one. Ah, Open for an extra three hours, but you had to have burger and chips. It's funny. So, mate, there was a lot of people who didn't want burger and chips. Yeah. So, everywhere, instead of just just burgers everywhere. Just burgers everywhere. A bit like uh, Popeye. Yeah. It was almost like, there was no straight glasses, just straight burgers. Yeah. But you could just snack for three hours. Isn't it incredible that? There's a pub now in Blackpool and they have a blackboard outside with the marketing. Free with your first pint, spaghetti bolognese. That's not a thing, is it? They've switched it round. Yeah. For the population of Blackpool. Usually you'd go spaghetti bolognese, but you get a free drink with it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Reverse marketing. And they, and what they do, I know it's not an accident, because they have different days, so they'll have free with your first pint, shepherd's pie. Love it. Fantastic. Yeah. So that, that's that's the bonus, the fact you're being fed. That is the bonus element. Yes, yes. But, Whereas this place did, pr- primarily, were a food establishment. Yeah, what, but, but they were hiding behind Really? That. Yeah, yeah. Really, we want so you to come and get proper pissed here. Yeah, it's the same, really. Now, the reason I raised this uh-huh. was because you run about working in a chippy, bathing in the fat. Yeah. The guy who served the burger and chips, what was unique about him? I don't know how this had happened, but he had one hand. You know when you see a craftsman at work? Mm. You might say... Zinedine Zidane and his pomp in the mid to late 90s. You might say Pavarotti belting out We're all thankful that you sang it and not said it. Yes. You've not seen artistry till you've seen the guy at No-No serving up burger and chips for the masses of Preston with one hand. Talk me through it. It was just a, it was just a whirlwind of movement, mate. So um, hang on, does he, was, does he, does he, has he got an arm with a stump? He's basically cut off. It was like a stump between the elbow and the wrist. Okay. But obviously, there's no wrist. No, there's no the wrist. wrist, I presume, used to be there. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if he's lost the other hand melted in the fat. Yeah, I see. Because he's doing everything so quickly. Yeah, so he didn't notice the searing heat that was didn't melting his... But like hand. the drummer from Van Halen, who yeah. lost an arm, yeah. he's had to develop his style, but he's become an even... Like the drummer in Van Halen became a better drummer, mm. this guy's become a better server of burger and chips. Yeah. 
And it was a delight to watch, mate. He'd be able to flip on a bit of salad, na na na. He was doing it all one hand, one hand. Mm. You know, fryer, burgers, toast for the buns, yeah. a lot, full hit. So his surviving hand has, has developed superpowers. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. developed more speed, more dexterity. It's compensated for his lack of hand. But do you know what? The other hand was still at work, the, the hand that was no longer there. Well, how, how? Because I used to watch the way he would... So he would be serving. It's quite hard to show this on the podcast. Mm. But he'd be doing everything with his right hand. Mm. But the left arm was almost the way that that would move. Would be the because he'd be all motion. This was his balancer. It was oh, okay. his balancer. Yeah, yeah. It was like the rudder. It's like the the, the armless arm was the rudder. Mm. If that makes sense. No, I do know what you mean. It's yeah. a bit like that. That apparently, if, if you lose your little toe, your balance becomes terribly affected. I, well, I can imagine. Yeah, thinking about it, I can imagine. Because you that. look at that little toe and you think that's doing fuck all on the end there, really. It's doing a it's doing a very silent job. Yeah. It's an understated job. Yeah. If I was to cut your little toe off now, I mean, should we do it for the sake of the Well, my only thing would be if you cut one off, I'd want you to cut the other one off. Just to just so that I'm evenly unbalanced. Okay. If that makes sense. <laughs> so would that balance it out? Yeah. Actually no, can I can I think about it? I'm gonna say no for now. Okay. Say no for now. Yeah, no for now, but we might come back to it at a later point. Yeah. But you lose your little toe and you are completely fucked. Yeah. Well, well, I think this is what the people would have said to our man at No Nose. Mm. You fucked. Mm. But he's proved him wrong. But I wonder, in a similar way to No Nose's guy, the fact he's handicapped by losing his hand, what would happen though, Marvin? We'll find out this next year, next week when we amputate your little toe. How will the foot compensate? Well, I'm happy to be the experiment. Brilliant next news. Week. Brilliant news. Something like, I mean, maybe. You'll sprout something out there. Yeah, like a, like a webbed foot. Yeah, m- maybe, maybe, maybe my um, maybe the powers of my northern feet will be able to just yeah create something. But my son's very good with Lego. I'll be happy for him to glue on a bit of bit of Lego or something yeah, like that. Okay, which I'm sure would do. Just substitute, job. substitute the, yeah. the little toe. But just to tie in the lovely thing about losing something in a pair. Me and A.D. Smith and James Reed once stumbled out of No Nose at, at one o'clock after we'd had six burgers and more pints. Reedy was pissed on the floor. So A.D. took one of his shoes off and he launched it onto the roofs nearby of the shops in town. In okay, yeah, just to help him. Just to help him. So Reedy had lost the shoe. And going back to losing one toe, might as well lose another. Mm. Reedy stood up, didn't complain, took his other shoe off. Wanged it. Threw it onto a roof. Brilliant. Happy to walk home. Yeah. Shoeless. Yeah. So what we've realised is everything to do with no-nobs is about losing limbs or shoes. <laughs> Never go there. <laughs> Don't ever go there. Never go there. Now we're Chinese. Now we're Chinese. <laughs> you can only know what they say about the Chinese, don't you? What do they say? Um... <laughs> Quickly flick through my Chinese sayings. <laughs> well, they essentially say, don't go to a Chinese where the guy that used to work here used to have no arm but was good at burgers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very succinct, uh, when you put the fourth two crackers apart. <laughs> yeah, it's like cliche now, yeah. isn't it, mate? You have to fold them out now. Yeah, oh dear God. But, but anyway, welcome to another episode. Oh yeah, yeah, enjoy this episode. Yeah. Like, we're going to stop talking now. Yeah, have fun. Thank you. So a chihuahua was stolen by a seagull. Those sneaky seagulls. The sneaky Russian bastards. Podcast back, they were nicking lobster sandwiches from Maine. Yeah. They've they've upped their game. 
Chihuahuas in Devon. Next level. Now, I've found two cases of canine abuse slash theft. By, by seagulls? Both in Devon. <laughs> you could argue that the last place before heading off over to the Atlantic to Maine. Yeah. Down there in Devon. Of course it is. The southwest. You don't set off as a seagull from up north. You don't bother with going over the Isle of Man and Northern Ireland and all no, that, no. do you? You get yourself down to Devon. Yeah. You get a chihuahua on board for the flight <laughs> that you've got to come. It's like you're in snack meal. Yeah. It's like what? It's like you're a peritif before you take on the Atlantic, <laughs> isn't it? Let's get down, Devon. Get a fucking chihuahua on board. Yeah. For the people who missed the previous podcast, these these seagulls are from Rochdale, Rochdale obviously because that's by the sea. Yeah, they've 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 migrated. Absolutely. To... So before we go on holiday, yeah, we arrive at the airport five six o'clock. We take on board by law a pint of San Miguel. Yeah. At five six a.m. Yeah. No matter what the occasion is. No. If you're going away, San Miguel eight quid. Yeah. Your, your seagull mm. goes to Devon and takes on board a chihuahua. A chihuahua. <laughs> That's the main aim. Do you reckon they've left with that thought then? It's not been um, a spur of the moment crime where they've thought, Barry, there's a chihuahua down there in Devon. Let's have it for the flight. <laughs> it's preordained is what I'm saying. I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's thought about before. And I don't think it's a spontane- spontaneous steal. No. No, no, no. no. I think they planned it. Now, the other one is, mm. is that a flock of seagulls mm. pecked a chihuahua to death, also oh. in Devon. Right. Now, so that's what's gone on there, do you think? Well, well, they pecked it to death. Yeah, that's yeah. what's gone on. No, but I was thinking more in the psychology of the seagull. I know physically that's happened, but... It's them wanting to leave their mark on Britain before they go off to Maine. Ah, I see, yeah. It's yeah. them wanting to say, we're going away for a bit. Yeah. But don't you fucking forget about me. Yeah. And, and they wanted to actually play the song like Don't You Forget About Me because they're big minds. Simple Minds fans big the Seagulls Simple Minds fans yeah yeah and yeah. they first got they first liked Jim Kerr because he was the first one to be shagging Patsy Kenzie he yeah. married Patsy Kenzie <laughs> yeah, yeah he did and when yeah. the Seagulls were much younger back yeah. in the 80s and 90s <laughs> yeah big Simple Minds fans yeah so it was their way of saying yeah don't you forget about us and do you know what the idea is as well they've pecked the chihuahua to death and then they've gone away in a ode to irony and gone alive and kicking <laughs> just as the limp body of the chihuahua collapses against a fence yes exactly and and the thing that they can keep going all the way across the Atlantic mm. you know when American soldiers are going hop to hop to hop you see what the what the seagulls can do all the way across the Atlantic keep it going is they can keep that going all the way across the Atlantic Amazing. get on the thermal yeah and then simple minds the fuck out of it all the way across the Atlantic <laughs> fantastic it, it, it's so obvious to read now you that know, we've analysed it, well, it and broke it, it down so they've checked but aside from the poor chihuahua who was pecked to death They've taken this... Ch- was that a chihuahua as well, was it? Both chihuahuas. Jesus. Both in Devon. So there's something going on there's there. There's something going on. What is going... Let's get to the bottom of that because they, now, there's other small yeah. dogs about. Definitely. You know, in chihuahuas... Is the chihuahua the smallest dog? Um, yeah, because it was recently found out that the mouse isn't a dog. 
It's a mouse. Because <laughs> there's a bit of there's a bit of debate <laughs> over that. Well, yeah, the same conspiracies <laughs> to uh, having a look at the moon thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was quickly clamped down on yeah, because no. it was it was it was highlighted to the mouse dog brigade as they became known that the mouse is actually a, a dog. It's, no, it's not a dog. No, See, it's, so easily gets confusing, doesn't it? <laughs> but it is, listen, clarity, it is a mouse. A mouse is a mouse, mm. as the saying goes. Yeah. Um, because what happened as well was the owner of the dog was in the garage and he heard the sweeping down of the seagull. He heard the sweeping down mm. and then... Well, he would have heard the... Da, 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 da. And then nothing. <laughs> and they got louder as they were, as they took off with their trophy. Yeah, they've just got louder, haven't they? Of course they have. Of course they have. But he's gone out, and he's seen that the dog's gone, mm. and he looks up, and he just sees a seagull flying off with it. Yeah, and a, a seagull's wingspan is five foot. Uh-huh. Pretty, they're pretty big seagulls, aren't they? Five foot. Let me get me. Yeah, that is that. Yeah, that's that's five foot, isn't it? Yeah. That's no, that's not five foot. That's five foot. Yeah, it's pretty five foot, mate. That's fucking enormous. That's, that's like a griffin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, so this woman has said, um, "I just want everyone to be on the lookout for it." And it's like, no, love, it's gone. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's gone. And someone has answered something on Twitter with just a picture, uh, an image. 15 second clip of a, of a seagull swallowing a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. So it shows the capacity of the seagull to neck a small animal. Jesus. And then what I loved even further was that someone set up a Twitter page called I'm a Seagull Mate and the seagull starts answering the questions. <laughs> like someone's put, could this really have happened? And then the seagull, the guy who's got the Twitter account has written for the seagull. Yeah, it was me, what of it? <laughs> and I don't know if the police have looked into the seagulls. This is why it's hard to pin down the seagulls as well, Lloyds, because they have the ability to fly. <laughs> so it's hard to catch them. It is. But if you've got an acute sense of hearing and you're attuned to the back catalogue of Simple Minds, then... Just perhaps that is the key to the tracking of the seagull. The, the only other thing that I'd want to say about pinching and birds and all that sort of stuff is that um, my mate is a teacher in Stoke, which is a, a monkey monkey pants of a place, isn't it? Well, we mentioned monkey dust on a previous podcast. Yeah, big, the, big in Stoke. The drug monkey dust. Yeah. Which is suit, a suitably named drug for the characters in Stoke to be taking. You're, you're, you are quite stokist. Yeah, I am. I am. And uh, my mate, he's taken his kids to a zoo trip. But anyway, he's taken them to the zoo. Gone well. There's a shout from the back of the bus. Uh, sir, 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 Brian's got a penguin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, No, no, seriously, sir, Brian's got a penguin. Now, in any other school, Ian said to me, in any other school, he might have thought, ah, maybe that's just a joke. But he knows the kids that he teaches. First and all, these kids have just been in a zoo. Yeah. And there's a kid with the name Brian. Brian, yeah. If there's anyone going to pinch the penguin. It's Brian! It's fucking Brian! Brian's having the penguin. He's having it. Right, go on then. So, man, Has Brian got the penguin? My mate goes to the... He, he's wondering what it might be. It yeah. might be a penguin. Chocolate biscuit. It could be a small nun. 
let's let, it could be a small nun it could be could be a small Mexican yeah. opera singer who is dinner jacketed up and he's at the zoo yeah. for a quite weird gig yeah but he's there and it's a small Mexican that's been taken yeah could be a nun all these things are running through my mate's head yeah gotcha he gets to the back of the bus and Brian has got a penguin a fucking real penguin they are 20 minutes drive since leaving the uh, zoo what's the penguin doing is the penguin smoking the penguin is not moving oh it's still it's still it's alive right but my mate's reading of the situation is the stillness is coming from a place of shitting itself because <laughs> it's surrounded by stokies penguins don't like stokies <laughs> so if it was taken by, by, by a party from Wigan it'd have been a bit more relaxed it'd have been fucking having a laugh and a crack yeah. it might have been having a go on a, a can of iron brew whatever's yeah. going round at the yeah, back yeah sure yeah. might have been chucking in a story about Gulliver's world <laughs> <laughs> yeah but with the Stokies defence mechanism play dead Penguin's playing dead Penguin's playing dead so it turns out that when they said Brian's nicked a penguin he indeed had nicked a fucking penguin from the zoo my mate thinks what are we going to do here? But then he quickly realises that they, they definitely need to go back to the zoo. <laughs> what a teacher. What a fucking brain he is. Now, he teaches PE, and they often say that PE teachers are stupid, and my mate V is a bit daft, but he decides to turn the bus round, they go back to the zoo. The zoo's closed by the time they get back. Oh, shit. He has to find whoever the caretaker is that's looking after the zoo after hours. The staff about, and the first thing they say is, oh, we're closed. No, we've done that. He went, no, no, we've got something you might need. And, he, and they went, oh, what is it? And, and he says, oh, penguin. <laughs> they laugh in his face. Because they obviously don't think that he's got a penguin. It's a joke, isn't it? It's a joke. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's this character. He's yeah, a joker. Yeah, PE teacher. And uh, he went, no, no, just one sec. Now, what Brian's done. It was one of these communal sort of penguin areas where there's a sort of like halfway house where you can get to know the penguins a little bit. You have to go in, you wash your hands before and when you go in, you wash your hands when you go out, you can touch the penguins. The penguins, as penguins go, are very friendly. But these penguins are rucksack sized. Okay. Unfortunately for the penguin. <laughs> Brian's had his sandwiches. He's had his two litre bottle of roller cola. Empty rucksack. Empty rucksack. What's the most obvious An thing to do? penguin sized rucksack and he's near a penguin do you think at this point the penguins <laughs> clocked it and thought I'm in fucking peril I'm fucking done here I'm going in there yeah I'm done here I've heard the accent yeah 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 if it was Wiganers I might even dive in the rucksack because yeah. I'm happy to go on a little coach trip to Wigan with them but the Stokies the Stokies and they could do any and penguin pie by six o'clock yeah this particular breed of penguin as well as we saw on the coach when my mate discovered it they're still when they're scared they go fucking still. They play dead. So Brian has picked up the scared penguin. The penguin's compliant. The penguin's not moving. That's his case in court. Yes. The penguin is now rucksacked up. <laughs> My mate says... No one's about. Hang on. Who's left Brian with a penguin? There's no one seeing this. No one that matters is seeing it. Right. Brian's mates have seen it. But Brian's mates are Brian's mates. <laughs> That's right. They're not going to dob Brian in. 
Brian's hierarchy in the group is Mate, rising. If I was there as a 43-year-old man, I don't think I'd have dogged Brian in. Mate, I'm a man who once shat in, in a bag at university and put it under someone's bed. Yeah, I'm not dobbing Brian. I'm not dobbing Brian. No one, no one likes a grass. No. Let, no. Let, let him take the penguin in the rucksack. So, my mate is there. He's gone back to the zoo. We've got a penguin. They laugh. He went, no, seriously, we've got a penguin. They said, oh. <laughs> he summoned Brian off the coach. Yeah. Brian's come down with the... <laughs> and my mate said he walked off the coach, hugging the rucksack with the penguin, like, peeping out of it. <laughs> Said, and in a way, it was magical. It was lovely. And in that moment, he was proud of Brian. <laughs> Brian looked like a potential future David Attenborough. <laughs> but he stole the fucking penguin. He stole the penguin. And that silence was broken by the member of staff at the zoo saying, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Wow. So the zoo person has, has dropped all professionalism. Yeah, it's gone. And my, my mate went to say, oh, you don't speak like that in front of the kid. But then he realised that yeah. Brian had nicked a penguin. Yeah. And, cause, and, and he knows Brian swears like that anyway, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. So um, Penguin goes back. And um, the upshot was, is that two days later, my mate received a letter from the zoo mm. saying that you're not welcome back at the zoo. My mate's response was, I don't think we really needed a letter <laughs> to know that. It's, do you know, it's one of my favourite stories of all time. Immediately. For the stars to align so much is just amazing. A penguin-sized rucksack, a rucksack-sized penguin, is <laughs> eating his lunch, there's nothing in the rucksack, it's 20 minutes till they have to get back on the coach. And with the innocent words that started out, Brian's got a penguin. Yeah. It's not like the kids are panicking at the back of the no, bus. Just reporting casually. Just reporting in. The news. Yeah. Tony's skinning up. Brian's got a penguin. <laughs> Emily's got a period. But mainly Brian's got a penguin. That is the main news if Ron is from the back of the bus. So, Marv, I've got to tell you about my journey back from my latest trip abroad. Ah, oh, mate, where have you been? Kos. 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 Now then, we've had, well, I say unseasonably hot weather, but it still applies because it's been too hot, hasn't it? It's been it? stinking hot, mate. Too hot for the UK to handle. Yeah, very 37 hot. degrees, I think. Yesterday, it was 38 degrees in Cambridge. Second hottest day ever on record. Warm. Coming home in the early hours. From uh, Kos, when I've got a night flight, done the obvious thing, headphones on, tried to sleep for the second half of the flight. I can't sleep on a plane, mate. I find it difficult. Do you know what helps me? Couple of uh, albums on my playlist which will send me off. Yeah. Don't mind admitting it. Yeah. I'm a big Nora Jones fan in that situation. Nora Jones, yeah. Good, I can Come imagine that. Away with me. I'm gone. You're gone, mate, aren't gone. you? I like her smoky tones. I'm attracted to her. All of those things send me to the land of Nod. Yeah, ideal. So she, she sent me off to sleep. The plane's landed. I've woken up now. Basically from when the tyres have hit the tarmac. Mission accomplished. You've spent the time asleep. Fantastic. Perfect. Be home in no time. Remove the headphones. Lots of screaming toddlers. Not unusual because it's the early hours. Seatbelts off. Stood up. 
No one's getting up. Because normally before the light goes off yeah. with the seatbelts, pricks are up, aren't Everyone's they? Everyone's up. Yeah, but no pricks are up. No pricks are up. So I've uh, looked around, slightly curiously, got me thing from the overhead locker. People are looking at me now to the point where I feel like I fucking missed something. We've either been hijacked. Never good. Someone recognised me from the comedy gig that I did and started laughing at me. Hang on, so this is na- almost nightmarish scenario. People looking at you, they're laughing in your face. Mm. Children are crying. Yeah. Kubrick on the fucking plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's happened? The plane has hit turbulence. Bad turbulence because linked to the climatic conditions of the UK, there's been a massive electrical storm at three o'clock in the morning. Ridiculous thunderstorms this week. The plane can't land in Manchester. Oh. It's circled for half an hour. Unbeknownst to me, I'm away with Nora Jones. Yeah. And then diverted and we've landed in fucking Newcastle. That's why no one's getting up. We're in Newcastle. We're in a different city. So I missed it all. The seven planes landed in Newcastle what Airport. What time is this at? Um, we're now about five o'clock in the morning. Oh, jeez. And then the pilot comes on and said, so, uh, breaking... Uh, not breaking news. <laughs> breaking, <laughs> breaking news. news. The moon landings did not fucking happen. <laughs> no, he's come on. And he said, so, we're trying, the plan was to refuel here and go back to Manchester when the weather is abated. Unfortunately, here in Newcastle Airport, there's only one fuel pump for seven commercial flights that have diverted here and the man whose job it is to refuel the planes has gone home I thought what sort of fucking tin pot organisation <laughs> is Newcastle Airport ah uh, how are you man ah uh, well that's me pet now I've gone home I've uh, I've, filled, I've filled the plane I can't see anything else happening in this fucking storm and get me head down so nah, I'm not fucking on call, man. No, fuck that. How are you? I've got me pager, but I've not put any batteries in it Aye. since 97. And I tell you what, I'm turning the fucking thing off just in case I get called back. So That's Tim Pot, mate. That's Tim Pot. So it's chaos in Newcastle Airport. There's a lot of unhappy people. There's tired parents, there's screaming kids. It's a it's a difficult situation. War Jackie's gone home. War Jackie's gone home. Him. Him. He's him. Uh, him. <laughs> Lack of communication. They can't lay any coaches on now to bus us back. So they've basically got every taxi driver in Newcastle lined them up outside the airport about two hours later. I'm at the back of the taxi queue. This large man comes out, taxi driver. He says, uh, I've got spears for one more. One more in the taxi. And not many people are travelling alone. He said large man. Yeah. Is he he fat? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Big fat lad. He's a, he's a big fan. And the Geordie's like taking the top off. Has he got his top on? Do you know what he's got? He's got one of those ill-fitting shirts on which just show a bit of belly fat underneath. And, and he's raised his hand to say yeah. one more. So that's hired. It's, it's hiding yeah, yeah, it all yeah. up. So yeah. you're seeing... The full flap. You're seeing yeah. a lot of bellies but on But yeah, I want to get home, Marv. I'm in no position or moral high ground to say, no, I will only take a medium size driver yeah 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 you don't want someone who's been going to circuit class mate my fucking hand is right up but I'm a single traveller of a driver's seat big fat taxi man next to him big dude massive afro mysterious not saying a word another lady of size in the back seat is this a standard car taxi like a five seat yeah 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 yeah. it's not a black cab maybe a Peugeot something like that right her kid and there's space on the right-hand side for me to sit, but little space. It's cramped then, mate, isn't Yeah, it? and oh. it's a three-and-a-half-hour journey back. The weather's horrible. Everyone's pissed off, apart from one person, the taxi driver. You know when you misread a room sometimes? Just miss the mood. 
The large lady stressed, the kids annoying. The bloke in the front, mysterious, not saying a word, not saying much. That taxi driver, chippy as fuck. Right. Well, I tell you what, uh, seven flights have been diverted here. I bet you're all knackered. I'm clocking off. When I get home, I've, I'm going to come back, have a massive breakfast. Brilliant, this, mate. <laughs> so um, we're all like, <laughs> fuck it, mate. But he's thinking, no one said anything. We just went, oh, no, good for you. Yeah. Captain Happy Bollocks. We're in fucking Newcastle and we're all tired. So we're thinking, oh, he's, he's talked himself out. It, he's finished then. <sighs> Another two hours of Geordie chippiness. I'm not going back on now. That's it. I might even have tomorrow off now. This is a me. 270 <laughs> quid fare, you know. <laughs> he's kept fucking going all the way home. Oh, man. <clears throat> the um, Geordies, eh? The Geordies. Geordie Nation. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, they love it, the Geordies. Yeah, brilliant. I was at the darts the other night. Were you? Yeah. Do the Geordies love darts, do you think? I think the Geordies love everything. The Geordies love anything that's got beer involved, Anything don't they? that's a bit raucous. Ha, fucking weird, man. Come oh, on, Ted. Bring on the fucking darts. But they're nice, though, aren't they? They're nice, mate. <clears throat> I, I like the, I, I've always had a soft spot for the Geordies. Tested by a taxi driver, chippy taxi driver. Yeah. But he got us there, pal. He got us back to Manchester. Good luck. And then you had the golf, didn't you, mate, later that day? Well, I had very little sleep, played the golf. You could play well. Played well. This w- is it. Won the golf. Won the, won the little golf tournament. Don't you often find this sometimes when you think you're going into any performance situation with the worst possible mm. preparation? And maybe that's why seagulls do eat two hours before the big flight or before the big se- maybe that's what we need to start doing more of well eating small dogs eating small dogs before big journeys yeah maybe the reason why the Geordie taxi driver was so fucking chipper aye uh, he just had a nosh on a poodle stopped off on the way he was near Whitley Bay he'd just done a drop off after a neat club aye uh, and he knew that the fucking cock a poodle kebab house was nearby aye uh, and he uh, got himself a battered cockapoo and yeah. chips. How weird. Do you know what I thought would be a really good spin-off series? What? Whitley Baywatch. Why has that not been Why done? Why hasn't that been done? Even as a sketch, Whitley Baywatch. You just have a Geordie doing Hasselhoff. Yeah. There's so much potential there, Absolutely. isn't there? Absolutely. Because though, they're a bit, you know, a bit cheap waggy on the night out. Waggy Geordie with the long nails and the false tits. Doing the Pamela Anderson. It's not too late. No. No, no, no. no. Oh, well, well, should we do it then? Well, I think we're going to do it, aren't we? Mm -hmm. And what else could we do in that area? Um, What other places are there? South South Shields of Steel? Uh, I don't know what it could be, but that's the name. South Shields of Steel. Could be a Batfink remake. Yeah. Geordie Batfink. Yeah, Geordie Batfink. So we're going to do a Geordie Batfink remake. We're going to do a Geordie Baywatch uh, remake. I mean, we, we probably needed to think about this before trying to come up with it on the spot. Yeah, definitely something in Gates' head. Yeah. You know, Iron Gates or, or, or a head made of gold. <laughs> I, th- I think there's potentially not. Yeah. So that's it. That, so the Iron Gates' head of gold mm-hmm. is definitely one to watch out. Netflix will do that, I bet. Yeah. Um, keep your eye out for it. I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but Messer Erzl's car was set upon. Oh, no, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was. By who? Baddies. 
Villains. Villains. The caretaker. The hooded claw was yeah. there. Yeah, with his army of bastards. Yeah. Just a couple of scooted psychos ah. chasing his car with knives, mm. basically trying to fuck him over. Tottenham fans. We don't know this at this stage. Mm. But what I loved about it, and if we look at what's happened politically with Johnson getting his teammate, Theresa May, and destroying her and nicking her job and nicking her house. Yeah. Kolasinac is in the car with Ozil. All right. That's someone you'd want. Yeah. Ozil's shitting it. Where's he from? Balkans? I I, I think so, yeah. 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 He's a Balkanite. He's big. Yeah. He's sturdy. He's got a temper. Ideal bedfella. He's just got his trackie on. He's got his Arsenal trackie on. These guys, leather jackets, helmets, knives. Russians, they are. I think they're Russians. We think they're Russians. Kolasinac has got out of the car and he's gone at him. What with? Nothing, mate. Just his hands. He's being. He's made himself big, hasn't he? He's got out of the car and he's busily looking round the car for them. He's gone on the front foot. He's yeah. got proactive with the situation. It's a classic Balkanite tactic, this. They don't give a fuck, the Balkanites, no. do they? No, no, no. He's straight steaming, isn't he? No, he's straight in. Yeah. And the club have said... Um, the two players, they've checked in with the two players and uh, they're fine, they've got nothing to comment about it. But people who saw it were like, this is just looking insane. Yeah. And also, what's worthy of note is that Ozil's car was distra- described as black with gold with a gold trim. Mm. And, and then I thought, yeah. you know you, you know, your sympathy just evaporates. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking, oh, what a traumatic situation. That must be horrible. And then you hear that he's driving around in a flash jeep with gold trim. Yeah, you think, fuck him. Good on the Russians. Yeah, fuck him. We're right behind, we've, we've flipped. And I think Kolasinac is there. Yeah. Because he knows, and he's in his Arsenal track, so he's not flash, Kolasinac. No, no, no. He's just a big lad in a trackie. Balkanite. Balkanite. He realises that he's, he needs to protect his dickhead mate who drives a flash car. Yeah. There was a woman quoted nearby, and she was saying things like, um, they, they looked as though... They had knives and they were going to take his life. And Mesut Ozil was panicking because he looked as though he thought they were going to take his life. And she kept doing this thing where she was she was in so much shock because what she'd just seen, she was making no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and she was described, uh, well, when I say she, it was in the Daily Mail, it's, they quoted this lady and her name was something like Ashab- Ashabar Alakatu, something like that. Okay. That, I don't want that to come across as racist. It was something like that. <laughs> But then they said she, her name was this, and then they put he said. So they got they're even getting her mixed up. So she was so confused in her description of what had gone on. Yeah. The journalist. Yeah. Had lost his mind too and couldn't work out what sex she was. She was so confusing in her witness. She was flitting genders. <laughs> Which. Yeah. which I thought the drama was so intense that was prevailing was that it was making people have sex changes that's <laughs> quite a powerful quite a powerful crime yeah so I think you've got to be careful if you're going to witness a crime that you don't start changing sex no, that's well that's what we've learned from that the main thing <laughs> what well, you said about his black car with gold trim so what it made me think of instantly was when you lose sympathy through circumstance yes have you ever had that? You know, if you're held up on a motorway, or if you've got to get to somewhere, 
and then you you hear about an accident on the M6, and you're on the M6. Yeah. And then you're saying, oh, fucking hope it's northbound. I'm going southbound. I hope it's northbound. Which is an uncharitable first thing, because yeah. your first thought is not to the, you know, the severity or the tragedy of the accident. Yeah. It's to, am I going to be delayed by a further hour? Am I going to be able to get to my audition for Brown Flakes? That's it. Yeah. So you hear about it, and it said, um, you, terrible, terrible accident, junction 17, M6, Knotsford. Car overturned, police on the scene. Do you know what I mean? mean. <laughs> they glass me off, but what about the dope scene? If there was a problem, you know, I saw it, check out the hook while the DJ revolves. Eyes, eyes. Yeah, so Vanilla so Ice. said that on Five Line News. <laughs> yeah. It's good just to lighten it. It's good that Vanilla Ice has got a job back in the <laughs> well, media, though, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? He's been gone for too long. Yeah, it's nice that he's back with his. So his hair can flow. Yeah. Now over to the weather with MC Hammer. Some fog. Here comes the showers. Oh, 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 oh. Here comes the drizzle. And then he just stands out some lemon drizzle. Because he's also a good cook. Of course. Well, anyway, we've got yeah, this. Anyway. <laughs> Your initial thought, sympathy, innit? I yeah. think, oh yeah, car overturned. Bless them. Poor bastard. Yeah, oh, they're okay. Poor bastard. You, but your journey's held up, you're in the tailback. And then the next half hour, you hear the same bulletin. Yeah. Car overturned, junction 17. You're like, yeah, 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 okay. I know, shame. But then you haven't moved sufficiently, and you hear about it again the next half hour. And here's uh, John with the travel update. Car overturned on Junction 70, and by this time, I'm thinking, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. And whatever it is further up the motorway, just get some kind of heavy-duty bulldozer, move it all off the fucking motorway. Forget forensics. Yeah. Forget crime scene investigators. There's people here who need to get to places. Yeah. Someone's driven like a prick, Mm -hmm. and and there's nothing more to be said about it. That's right. You need to get to your Bram Flakes audition. Ain't half hot, ma'am. Ain't half hot, ma'am. <laughs> what accent was that that I just did? It no, was, no, it, it was it very, went, very uh, neutral. It, it went RP at the end. Ain't half hot, ma'am. Oh, ain't half, ain't you know, half hot, ma'am. Fighting for the front. Fighting those pickaninnies, said Colonel Johnson. Did you say the pickaninnies? Pickaninnies. You know, he... he oh, Picking, he called them pickaninnies with pineapple smiles, didn't he? Ah, when he's on about some black people. Yes, yeah, no, I thought you were talking about the uh, another dog-related capture. No, no. Because, so, again, the pekingese would be an ideal size for a seagull to snatch. Y- yes, yeah. And also a, uh, a toupee full of coke would be, but we'll talk about that next time, maybe. A toupee full of coke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which may seem a bit random in isolation as a thing to say, but I've got written down here, man with half a kilogram of coke under a wig, which is me really putting into operation my degree in sports science, which I went to university for. Those professors could see me now. So we've we're had, done, we're done. We've, we've, well, we've had enough. Thanks very much for listening. Please tolerate this heat. See you next time. Um, yeah, bye-bye then. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>